everybody. I'm Lauren. I'm Emma. And you're listening to The Oak View. Emma. Lauren. And the people. Hey. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm so great. I feel so great. And can you hear my sarcasm? Emma's like, I feel so great. And yesterday I talked to her on the phone while she was the opposite of great. I've had a terrible week. Just terrible. People are out to get me. And I just want to say, how dare you? You don't know me. How dare they? But you know what made me feel a little bit better? Me? Well, of course you. You're my best friend. No. Did you get the cheeseburger that you wanted? <laughs> I got the cheeseburger today, but you know what I got yesterday? I got an entire box of Girl Scout cookies to myself. Oh, my goodness. I drove to the local Jewel. If you don't know what a Jewel is. It's a grocery store. It's a grocery store. I went to the girl and I said, hi, can I have one box of shortbread? And she was like, they're not called shortbread anymore. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> And then I handed her. You got a- schooled. I got schooled. They were like, we have a new baker and it's a trefoil. And I was like, ugh, I hate that. Did they hold up? Oh, they're, they're amazing. But did you know that they're $5 a box now instead of four? Yes. I didn't know that. Because I, I also bought Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yes, you also bought Girl Scout cookies. Okay, so Emma and I were in Girl Scouts together for many, many years. And so when I see Girl Scout, I have to buy some. That's the rule. Like when you're a Girl Scout, later in life, you have to buy Girl Scout cookies. Doesn't matter if you want them or not. And if you don't, you're lying to yourself because you know you want them. And you know your freezer is open for more. So go get them. I don't even think I like love them. I really don't. I just buy them. No, it's nostalgic. It's not the best cookie in the whole wide world. It just feels good and it's great. You got to support the organization. Support young girls. Becoming smart? Yes, that's what Girl Scouts do. I don't remember. It was a long time ago, but we did a good job. We did things. Yeah. So besides everyone hating me this week, I had to soften the blow with a cheeseburger and a box of Girl Scout cookies. That's all. That's how I feel. Sometimes that's all you need. End of story. Moving on. Lauren, how are you? I am fantastic. And I mean it. I'm jealous. Tell me more. (laughs) I need to know why. <laughs> um, I also had McDonald's, of course, but Lauren had McDonald's in thing. solidarity, though. I had it on your behalf. She did. She was like, I'll get a cheeseburger to make you feel better because you're getting a cheeseburger. Amazing. I didn't eat a cheeseburger, but oh, what? I ate a burger. Right. Sorry. She does a no cheeseburger anyway, burger. I have a big update. Oh, my gosh. I have an update. Really? Who do, who do you want to go first? Uh, I think mine is less exciting, so probably me. Okay. You guys know how I told you that I had a chili cook-off at work and I was going to record myself going to Steak and Shake and getting a box of chili or a bowl of chili, whatever. Well, I did. 10 hilarious. And I showed it to Lauren and she laughed really hard. And let me tell you, um, I won. I won the chili (laughs) cook-off. Everyone else actually made chili on their little videos. And me, I went to a store and bought it. And somehow they gave me the prize. So I have a little trophy. <laughs> Not even a story. You went to a drive-thru. <laughs> I didn't even go to the aisle to get a can and like cook it up. No, no, no. I went to a drive-thru that was pre-cooked, preheated, and already good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Congratulations. So, How do you feel? I was a little taken aback. Also, <laughs> I was sitting there going like, guys, this was supposed to be a joke. And they're like... This is hilarious. Uploaded it to YouTube. I'm like, really? Are you sure? 
The YouTube. Oh, the YouTube. But yeah, so I have a little trophy now that says Chili Cook-Off Champion 2021. Amazing. It's kind of cute. It's... I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I think I've accomplished a lot. You know, you put lot. hard work into that video. I really did. I, I drove there. I ordered it and you I came back. You didn't put hard work into the chili, but you put hard work into editing your one minute video introducing the chili. It took me about an hour. See? That's good. Yeah. i good. I don't think I could make chili in an hour, but close. See, that's the key there is to not work so hard. Be smart, people. Think outside of the box. But yeah, that's that's for me. That's my update. So I just want to say I'm doing great now. Okay, so big update. Okay. On my I want to be best friends with my dental hygienist scenario. Kind of jealous that you have an update. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please go back and listen to one of our first episodes. And we talk about how Emma and I both wanted to be friends with our dental hygienist. So I did the strong thing and I waited my six months for my next cleaning in order to talk to my <laughs> so friend, acquaintance, and I'm only accidentally friends with her because I accidentally hugged her in public because I didn't recognize who she actually was. Yeah, it's very and important people The listen. only reason why we weren't already friends is because I was not 100% confident about her name. So awkward situation all around. Please listen to episode number five, Secrets. Which was really funny at the time because... I thought she was making a joke because I genuinely wanted to be friends with mine. And then she thought I was joking. I thought I had a quirky thing all to myself and Emma kind of stole it a little bit, which is fine. I think this is why we're friends. In our lives. Now you are up to date, but still listen to that episode because it's pretty funny if I do say so myself. Yep. Here's a hint. Spectacular outcome. The suspense is killing me. So I go to my appointment, and of course, she's really nice to me, and I say, hey, like, it's so good to see you. I missed you, blah, blah, blah. And we catch up about our families and what we've been up to, which is nothing. And, <laughs> That's you know, we talk about her job and this and that. And at the end, I obviously had to be really awkward. She, like, gave me my little goodie bag with my toothbrush and my toothpaste. And she was like, okay, well, it was really nice to see you. And I was like, um, I think that we should be best friends, and wow. can I have your phone number? <laughs> Lauren, you just went out there. You put it out there on the table. You said, let's do it. That is a verbatim what I said. I, like, scrunched up my knees on the chair, and I was, like, really kind of, like, I was Oh, you cute. were cute. It was fine. Lauren, what is her name? Okay, we'll get there. Okay, I'm really anxious. I need to know. So I was like, can I get your phone number? And she was like, yeah. Um, and she was super nice about it. She was like, yeah, totally. Like, I'd love to talk with you or whatever. And she's like, we had talked about how we don't do anything right now. So she's like, well, we're not going to hang out, but it'll be nice to to chat with you over. That sounds so, so sweet. And so I got her phone number and I, <laughs> I saved her phone as dental hygienist BFF. And then I was like, I'll text you my name so you have my number, right? So genius plan. So I'll read you what I what I typed to her because I had to craft a text I message, of course. I love this, and I don't even know what's going on. And I wanted to wait and have you craft the text message with me, like on the podcast. But I also, I thought then we couldn't do a name reveal. So I went mm. ahead and sent the text myself so that we can do a name reveal. In the episode five secrets, my guess was that her name was Melissa. So 
here's my text message. I said, hey, it's Lauren. Um, it was really fun seeing you today. Can you send me your full name so I don't spell it wrong or anything? Hope you have a great night. You're a genius. I know. That is right? perfect. That's not even saying like, I don't know okay. you. It's like, just tell me your last name so I can spell it well. And then, of course, in my head, I'm like, watch, her name is going to be like Jane Rose or something. Her, her name is going to be super easy to spell. Like, <laughs> But, you know, I was still a safe call because lots of people spell their names lots of ways. Right. Here is the text that I got. Are you, are you so excited? I'm, you on that I'm quite seat? pumped, I have to admit. Hey, Lauren, exclamation point. It was great seeing you, too, exclamation point. It's Megan. Oh, you were close. I was so close. You were right? on the M's, um, M's. I got the M. Honestly, I would have never have guessed Megan. Shout out to, to Megan. And she said, she said, thanks, exclamation point. Have a great night and talk to you soon, exclamation point, smiley face. And Lauren, you're like in. An emoticon. Lauren, you're in. You're just completely in. Like, we're already BFFs. We're best friends. I just want to say, I'm going to shout out Megan. All the Megan. Love you, Megan. We love you, Megan. Also, I love my Megan. Hi, Megan. Um, uh, and But shout out to Megan. That's amazing, Lauren. That's a great outcome. Yeah, probably never going to tell her to listen to my podcast. Well, if she does, she's going to have to be your best friend. <laughs> and then she's allowed to know that we talk yeah, about so her. So, like, at what part of my very, very raw, new, maybe going nowhere friendship would I introduce? Would I be like, hey, um, funny story? Well, this is episode 17, so I'm going to say 37. That's enough At time. Episode thirty-seven. Okay. Because I feel we'll like it takes some time we'll to, to an like, update, but we might you know, forget. you know, it takes some time to like get people acclimated to our weirdness. Now I do not have to wait six months to talk to her again. And me, I'm like dreading my six month because he's weird, and I don't want to be doing this anymore. But he's a really nice guy. <laughs> You're gonna have to change your dentist. I'm gonna have to change my whole life. I'm gonna have to change my whole life. Oh man. <laughs> Amazing. Lauren, I just wanted to let you know that you're an incredibly brave person, and I am very looking forward to your relationship with Megan. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now I get the fun part, not the fun part of like text message. Like maybe I should look her up on Facebook or something. I mean, like, if you feel inclined, but like if you do, can I also look her I'm up gonna, on Facebook? I'm not going to like text her every day. I'm not like dating the girl, right? Like... Oh, you're going to wait the, the three days, the three-day rule? And should I, like, send her, a, like, a funny meme or something? Absolutely. Like Break meme. the ice with a dental ne- meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So I will keep you all updated on how this is going. I think the people need to know because we're very so invested far, in this lifestyle. Phenomenal. So far, so great. Amazing. Lauren, I just wanted to tell you that I learned something very useful, but not for me. Okay, please share. People who are candle lovers. Not me. Right, not me. The opposite of I me. I have candles. I do burn them, but I'm not People like... People gift me candles. Ooh, do you put them somewhere? Do you like put them in a box? Put them away? Candles is one of those like three women's gifts. Mm. You know? Oh, please. Like, wait, wait, woman, pause. Get... Name the three women gifts. Blankets, candles, and scarves. That's the, the trio of a woman's gift. I do was going to say... That all the time? candles lotion and like a cute like little knickknack knickknack but that says family right or like love is blind <laughs> and then if you're a male you get socks a tie like a multi-tool oh a tool or yeah. a tie yeah mm-hmm. 
Anyways, my candle information. If you are a candle lover and you love to burn the scents of your people, mine is eucalyptus. Right now I'm looking at a eucalyptus candle. I am quite annoyed that I cannot burn the last half of my candle. So I learned that if you boil water and then pour it into your candle holder and then let it do its thing, you can just pick it up. The wax will. It will just come out and you will have a clean candle holder that you can utilize for other things or you could put more wax in it to make a new candle wow i don't know i thought it was fascinating i really didn't need to know (laughs) um that's uh, emma's useless fact number 99 just saying (laughs) well here's the other thing you know those people who are like okay so candle people not us are like really intense about like oh you like if you have wax left over at the end it's because you did it wrong like it's because oh. you don't know how to burn a candle did i feel you know threatened like, the first time that you light a candle you have to let it you have to let the full wax get wet on the top so it has to be lit for like two three hours otherwise you're always gonna have a circle i uh, in your wax. <gasps> no. always that's the yeah that's the trick is that the problem and it's all about the first time that you light it Oh, well, then let me show you this thing then. Here, I'm going to show Lauren this uh, failure of a candle. You see the ridge I have going on here? Exi- yep. That's mm-hmm. my problem. So, that, so I was like, yep, should I take a knife exactly to it? That's your problem. Now you know. Now you know. Now you know. Also, is that really one that you want to keep? I'm not trying to judge your candle holder. <laughs> Are you saying <laughs> the one that's like at the bottom and I want to like get the candle wax out? But you could boil it and then that wax is going to become a liquid and then then you can just take it out and then you would you could still just use that candle again because there's plenty of wax in there yes i think that makes sense yes i think why are we talking about candles well my interest is i like to collect glass jars because i'm eventually when i move i want to uh, do this thing i saw online where if you mix paint and baking soda it becomes like a thicker paste and when you paint the the glass it's kind of like it looks like pottery yeah and um, I'm a cheapo and poor, and not literally, but I uh, I have glass. Cute. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, it's cute. I think it'd be like a cute little decor to put on my brand new things of, of new house lady, because, you know, I'm getting a house one day. So anyways, useless fact number 99. On to you, Lauren. What do you got going on? Oh, okay. What have I learned? I learned that it's National Polar Bear Day coming up. Oh, we love the polar bears. We have to save the polar bears. Polar bears are my favorite animal. Did you know that? I did not know that. Why did I not know this? Bears in general. Mm, You like the bear family. Nobody cares what my favorite animal is, but Mm. it's a polar bear. I beg to differ. I care what your favorite animal is. Um, So it's National Polar Bear Day on the February 27th, which is coming up this week. Happy National Polar Bear Day. Happy National Polar Bear Day, everybody. Raising awareness for polar bears, save the polar bears, because... The Earth is in crisis. Did you know that the difference between a polar bear and a regular bear is that the polar bear lives in cold temperatures and they have a layer of fat in between their body and their fur that keeps them warm in cold temperatures? I did not know that, but thank you. So when you take a polar bear out of a cold environment and put it, let's say, at a sunny zoo... That polar bear will just like lose that fat, basically, that's keeping them insulated and warm. And then they're just like a regular brown bear. Oh my gosh, but they're white. Exactly. This is like modern day evolution. I learned that at the San Diego Zoo. 
See, you were at a zoo and you saw a bunch of polar bears that were actually bear bears. Sure. <laughs> Lauren, that's a great information to segue into our topic for today. Would yeah. you like to introduce the topic of the day? In honor of the polar bears, let's talk about climate change a little bit. Not in depth. We're not going crazy. Not going crazy. We're not talking numbers. Like, just really in general. Yeah. And this is something that Lauren and I are very passionate about, so we have to talk about it. So, did you know that our climate is in crisis? It is. It is very much in crisis. And people don't really realize it. So, basically, part of the climate crisis is that we are releasing a lot of carbon dioxide into the air, and it's changing our greenhouse gases, right? Mm-hmm. This is based off of like all of the industry that we've had in the past century, oil, gas, a little bit of agriculture, this and that. But basically, this is causing global warming. And this is also a good topic because the United States just re-entered the Paris Agreement, thank goodness. And the Paris Agreement is an agreement between many, many countries saying that this is a priority for them and trying to keep our levels, our our carbon budget under a certain rate. Um, and basically, we're pretty close to that rate. Why is that so important? Basically, we have like a threshold where if we have more carbon dioxide entering our atmosphere all the time, we're going to reach a limit, a man-made, it's our fault, limit that is going to cause irreversible damage to our planet and cause a lot of destruction to environments, ecosystems, it's going to throw things out of whack. And we're already seeing signs of this today. Right, right. Obviously, it's going to raise the temperature of our Earth, which that has benefits, but it also has a lot of concerns. Rising water levels, you know, like natural disasters are going to be mm -hmm. stronger, worse. And so basically, by breaking this carbon limit that we're pretty close to already for mm -hmm. our Earth, it's irreversible damage. So once all of this is in the air, there's no way for us to take it out. The only thing that's possible to do, all of these environmental scientists know and governments know that there's a big problem and we know exactly what we have to do, but nobody's doing it. What do you, that's what's happening. If, what do you mean nobody's doing it? Like people are doing things, right? Well, people are talking about it. Like people, they're like, I mean, there's enough celebrities on the back of climate change. And I feel like scientists are doing things and, you know, National Ge Geographic people and Correct. animal people. So people are doing things. What needs to happen, the actual solution is that countries need to cut their carbon production basically in half. Okay, so it's it's a it's a larger system at play here that so the even vast the small majority things. is coming from, and it, it's also not just carbon dioxide; it's also methane and other you know other gases that are going into right. our environment. Cutting countries' emissions in half, basically, on a global scale. So that's what the Paris Agreement is working towards. And they have a time limit, but that time limit is, like, ticking, mm -hmm. right? And our carbon budget is ticking. And there's lots of countries in this Paris Agreement, but the wealthy countries, like the United States, European countries, wealthy countries need to do even more than that. They need to cut it more than half to give other countries, poorer countries, who can't do that because they are building infrastructure to live like... Come up to speed, right? To come up to speed, right? To yeah. have 
hospitals, to have right. plumbing, to have, you know, whatever it might be. Right, which makes a lot of sense. That is total layman's version of what the situation is. But it's funny because when you read about it or when you, like, look into these things, you're like, no wonder Greta's so mad all the time. Right, because people think no she's wonder. crazy at her age. <laughs> yes, but she's... people think she's insane. And, I mean... To her, she's like the only sane person around. Right. And and she's thinking about her generation. She's not thinking about... Absolutely. And people go to her and they say, you should be in school. Right? And she's like, why should I be in school if my planet has no future? Right. School's irrelevant at that point. Exactly. And I think she's, she's the big figure of one person can make a difference, right? Because she's an activist. She, right. 13-year-old girl decided that she really cared about it and she just did it all on her own one day all by herself and now it's a phenomenon right right and people think that she's so angry but if you think about the situation like i'm angry too i think people cannot step outside of their small lives they cannot put themselves in a position to care about things this large because there is not enough small-minded ideas is that a is that a good point yeah, and she's putting pressure on countries. Like, all of her speeches are so angry. And when she went on tour, you know, like, she sailed to the United States because she's not going to get in a plane. And she she's living this life that is sustainable to make a, a small impact. But really, the impact that needs to be made needs to come from our governments, needs to come by creating laws, not opening up new things, new oil rigs and this and that, that are still happening and Countries are committed to this, but it's not happening. Nobody's doing anything. And Greta's like, why aren't you doing anything? And people tell her to shut up, you know? I, I, I want to play devil's advocate for a quick second because I can understand the perspective that you bring in and Greta brings and like other people in science brings makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I'm someone mm-hmm. in uh, an industry whose goal is the 2030 goal of becoming green and becoming better sustainability-wise. However, it, it's quite far behind. It, it's really hard to get mm-hmm. to that point. My, my thought to you and my question is just basically, how can we convince people to encourage change, right? Because like we can only do so much. And for people who live in an area where the only thing that is worrisome is food and shelter and I mean, there's we live in a very racist time. I can't imagine that climate change is high on people's list, especially government being so selfish and unable to create the change even for the yes regular things. It's difficult. But the first step is really education. People don't understand how dire the situation is and how close we are to our Earth having irreversible bad effects. Can you name some micro situations that indicate this type of change? My thought is like California wildfires. Yes. Australia. Texas's snowstorms. Exactly. It's definitely very easy to be discouraged. And I think we'll do another episode on just like sustainability and what does that mean and what can you do as one person? I think the reality is just knowing that if we as a people aren't understanding the consequences that come in the next generation. And if we're not understanding the consequences of what we do and what our governments do, then nothing's going to change, right? So if people are educated, we want change. If we treat this like it's a crisis, which it is, 
And if we hold it to the same standard as racism or other, you know, like we can multitask. Absolutely. I People can multitask. We're in the generation, the time of being educated and learning your stuff and everybody's sitting at home. And, you know, like, let's let's get behind some of these activists. Let's Absolutely. Thrive for change and, and demand it. Yes, and demand it. Because if we don't demand these types of changes, I don't think people really understand beyond just like saving the animals and saving our ecosystems, what this directly affects. And it's sad that people don't care. Well, it's it's about our health. You know what I mean? Exactly. And and people think that like when you, we say ecosystem, we are living in an ecosystem. Our yeah. food supplies get, you know, slandered. The infrastructure that supports how we eat will be affected. You know, our generation and the generation before us is very much like, oh, okay, it's the young people's problem now. They're going to come in and save the day. And they don't have time to do that. The no. time to save the day is literally three years ago. Right. Five years ago. Or today at the latest. Waiting for them is not an option because it will be too late. Also, it's understanding that like we need to cut this generational excuse of, well, you know, we were fine or it was worse or we had it a lot worse. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like because of the decisions that were made prior we are in this position. It's our time to now say, you know what? We need to change that. We need exactly. to pressure the people who have that kind of power to change this. Exactly. Do you think, though, because it is going to be an irreversible situation, how great would our lives change? I've read a lot of things, and I don't think that there is a pinpoint answer. Mm -hmm. We know that it's going to have irreversible effects, and we know some of those things, but we don't know how it's going to happen. There are probably things that we can't predict, but we, we know that hurricanes will be stronger. We know that our glaciers are melting, so our sea levels are going to rise. Um, we know that the temperature changes is going to greatly affect our agriculture system. Mm -hmm. Some things will grow better, but also like the higher temperatures, some things won't. We won't get as much like protein out of our crops. So thing, things like this, right? And we're just going to keep adding to this and it's just going to keep getting worse and then we won't have glaciers and then we won't have certain families of animals. Right. And we're destroying our home. Right. There is no planet B. We're not going to be living on Mars that quickly. No, absolutely not. And there's no uh, Wally escapism. There's no, um, uh, you know, what's that other movie? The ellipse or whatever. You know, we don't have shuttles just prepared for us to go we we need to support the space we live on yes that's what kind of brings it home that's saying like what you do it makes a small impact but it still matters because if enough people are doing it it will make a big impact but also critically we need our governments in this paris agreement to step up and do what they promise to do i don't really find this to be a very hopeful conversation mm, sorry and and it's not your fault it's just that there is it's so... for the polar bears but I thought that this would be a fun conversation because I just kind of wanted to say Greta is not crazy. She's no. angry for very good reason. And people don't give her enough credit. And she's not the only one out there. And I just think it's so funny. Like, no wonder this little girl is screaming at politicians. Right. Of course she is. Like, I also think people need to be a little bit kinder. She's a young child. She is a minor. Exactly. And she got thrown into this. Mm -hmm. And she's such a good example of 
a woman who gets slandered, who gets ridiculed at every corner, just like every other woman who has a spotlight on her, right? We criticize how she dresses, her personality, her speech writing, every single thing about her, just like any other public figure woman. And I'm not saying that men don't get slander thrown at them, but I think she's a good example of being her own person. And I really like that about her. And she's unapologetic and she knows what she's talking about and she's smart. And the things that she does have made such an impact, but she's very adamant about like, she shouldn't be the one having to do this. No. And I think it's so incredibly important to understand and recognize this is the kind of generation we want the children to become passionate about. Yes. And I think that they are. Like, don't you kind of like love the young people right now? I don't know what her generation is technically called. If it is Gen Z, I think they have some fire under their ass. Like they truly feel that there are some important topics that need to be taken care of. And there are a lot of these younger people who just don't tolerate things anymore. Yes. And they're kind of funny about it. They are kind of funny about it. They keep it light and they they're just adamant. And determine, like, homophobia is gone. Like Mental health is a big deal. Yes, right? Women, criticism is not allowed. Men can do and be whatever they want. They can cry. They can be people, you know? They're, they, they're kind of, like, what we want to be. And I'm not saying yes. that they're the best because, like, you no. know, everybody has issues. And Of course. But, like, they are the generation that literally gives zero shit. <laughs> they do. Yeah, you're right. They are independent. They are determined. They are also like, okay, Karen, they're the people that created the Karen phrase. It's the, we do not care what you have to say. Learn to adapt. Learn to take some responsibility and just be okay with the change. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. I actually came across Greta on a YouTube channel that I follow called Sailing the Little Vagabond. It's an Australian couple and their child who um, own a sailing boat, and they were asked to get Greta to cross the Atlantic. Yes. And it was an incredible video. I'll link it in the description. Um, I learned so much about her and her family. And honestly, it really put some perspective to how she is a child. And she's just, right. And she, she really loves things. She says, listen, I want to be in school, but like, no, none of the adults are stepping up and doing their job. So I'm going to sit here until you do. If you... Ooh, this could be controversial. I'm going to say it anyways. I strongly believe in people who encourage children like Greta. I do not understand why parents feel the need to raise their children to be exactly like themselves. You need to accept the children who are passionate and determined and have this internal drive to make change or to Mm -hmm. be change. Yes. You can only do that. When the people who are above her, who have legal rights and privileges, to let these things happen. My, uh, myself would not be so passionate about young girls and STEAM and STEM if I didn't have education that I learned in college, right? But like, can you imagine where you and I would be if we had this knowledge as a child, as a young teenager? What yeah, we would be possessed? Crazy. It's crazy. It's, that's it, so fun to think about, actually. Ooh, it is so fun. It's like, we want that. We want smarter. And we don't want to belittle ideas. No, right? gosh, no. we don't no. want to kind of suffocate these things. And and I think people think that's the case. It's like, 
well, you know, there's other things to worry about. No, no, no. What is, you have one yeah, life. Yeah, and behind those great kids are really supportive parents. Yes. Yes. So supportive. Yeah, there, there's another documentary. Greta has her own documentary, but in the documentaries, they do sail on that boat from Europe to America. And that it's, it was a really cool, interesting thing to watch. But, I mean, there's lots of resources. Yes, absolutely. I think it's just everybody's so passionate about something that makes them want to continue to learn about it and to speak out about it. Climate change is obviously the higher end of that, right? People love hearing people speak about things that they're passionate about. Right. So the more people that are in the circle, I would call, more times than not, you're interested and you're connected and you're willing to do the research on your own. Mm-hmm. The more we talk about it, the more people are going to care about things. Exactly. I can imagine that that's very hard for a lot of people to get on board. It's the same thing with anything. I have other problems. I have bigger problems. My problems are not your problems. But... It's it's something else. Do, do you think it's selfish if you're, like, not caring? No, I think it's circumstantial. I think it's a little bit selfish if you don't care. I'm not going to lie. Okay, well, I'm I'm thinking of the... That's just my opinion. I'm just thinking of the, the, the single... This is an example, not a person I know. Just the single family, the single mom, the two-job parents with their kids trying to get them in school. Yeah. Their concerns are money on the table for food, clothing on their backs education right absolutely They're, they yes. have to get over a hurdle however there are plenty of people who can think about the greater good yes to then link those people along yeah i just think about how much and we'll, we can talk about this in another episode but how much americans are obsessed with consumerism oh and when you compare our problems to the world like when we our capitalistic mindset our consumer mm-hmm. mindset we have issues like we have been born into a, a very toxic and that's manipulative. Just like all we care about and all that's fed to us through our phones and through our computers right and that's and that's the thing too we're being manipulated to think about that because it's always in front of us and it's always on our mind and it's a treat yourself kind of moment but those things have an impact that people don't understand something i learned a couple of years ago was how much our news outlets manipulate us to thinking that yeah, there are certain that things my coworker was the one that introduced this to me they read news from other countries every day to see the headlines of the world right it's not just like nbc news tonight with yeah. the world or whatever no 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 it's like every single country has a different perspective of America. Yes. Of that course. makes sense. It's so important to have that versatile outlet because you can start creating a bigger than me passion. This is bigger sure. than me. I can mm-hmm. see it. I can see how it's affecting the world. The COVID issue is affecting the world. Big time. Big time. So it's so essential that we really stretch our boundaries and and get a little uncomfortable so that we can create a better world for the people that we want to come after. Don't you care about that? And it's really easy to just not. Of course. It's too easy to not. As soon as this podcast is done, I'm going to get ready for bed and lay and watch TikTok. (laughs) That's the problem. And I know it. But I also know that it's so important that I take that time and I spread it out <laughs> and I, you know, <laughs> and I and I learn about those things. But you can make 
differences through your education and your mindset. And you can retrain your brain to accept that information in a healthy way, not like conspiracy Mm -hmm. wise, in a healthy way. Yeah, I like that. Go science. Go, um, you know, passionate people who care about things. We love to be passionate. Lauren's passionate. I'm clearly passionate. <laughs> Lauren, I think it's also, you know, interesting to just see where our footprint makes a big deal. Because I, I think the perspective I have from where I live is a big deal, too. Not just being in this country, but being in this state, being in this region. It really does skew me about what I understand of what's happening. I think there's so much media pressure to put it on the person, to put it on us to mm-hmm. make the difference and there's not enough pressure on your government and the companies making your shoes and your clothes and your food and it's a little bit misbalanced right and the only way we can create that change is by stop being our habits like buying those things eating that food yeah and being educated and putting pressure on our governments and those companies that we want to buy products from right that are impacting the environment in a much bigger way than us individually are and i would like to think and you know obviously i'm probably wrong about this but like a majority of society is addicted to that consumerism yes and because it's no other way of learning there's no other way of understanding you are misguided you you lose focus and then we become the people that are just like so oblivious to the importance of caring about outside of our unit our nucleuses yeah we cannot have any ounce of care in our lives we 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 don't know how to fit that there's no more room but it's all about retraining the brain right and balance and balance and self diligence Mm, yeah being adamant about something it's kind of like this is totally left field but that it's similar to right now we're in the lenten season if you're into christianity or catholicism in any way it's lent and part of that is having diligence to restrain yourself to rethink your year and what you've done and what you're thankful for repent your sins and it's about that mindset of having less to open yourself up for more yeah i think that's a good example of a physical space that can be created and that same principle can be applied elsewhere even for the people that are not religious you know like contribute to that mindset understand what is available know that like you need to be reflective of that yes yeah yeah because you know it's it goes again with everything else is like habits cannot be changed in a day You cannot make progress when you're constantly repeating old habits, old Mm -hmm. issues. You need to be looking beyond. Sometimes you need a season to reflect and to slow down and to indulge less so that things can be more joyous, more special, more rewarding at the end. Right, right. And I'm wondering if you use that model to say... I'm going to reflect and be more conscious and mindful of the things that I do with how I eat, where my food comes from, what I consume and buy, where my clothes are made from. And then on top of that, you also have to just remind yourself that because of the capitalistic mindset, there's not always an option for this to be available. And we have to make that path ourselves and create that change. Yes. And I think that's just part of being your own person. Right. And understanding that 
your phone is kind of controlling you. Oh, it 100% is. Watch the social whatever on Netflix. Yeah. Th- that was a scary freaking show. And I was like, yep, that's me. Exactly. And that's why it's so cool to just uh, finally decide something for yourself. Mm-hmm. Really think about, I have this opinion. Is it truly mine? And that's a good point. And you know what? Lauren and I have a very strong... Uh, and we talk about that kind of all the we time. We do. We, we feel we really like do. it's really... It's really important for people to own up to their own self. Be responsible, not only and for that. And just be your own person and just question yourself. Like, well, like we talk about, I'm sober. And a big part of that is just, I am my own person. Right. And Lauren's not saying that she's sober right now. She is sober right now, but like as a lifestyle choice. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, let's make that clear. <laughs> um, and, and that's something that she is very passionate about, making sure that she doesn't let the world tell her how to live my life live your life and honestly I'm not perfect I don't always do that I am happy for people to make my own decisions Um, but it it's kind of mind-blowing when you really look at all the things that you think and believe and feel and you compare that to your friends and your family how much of that is the same Mm -hmm. you know it's it's really good to get that perspective I definitely want to talk about that in a different episode I know, yeah. This is this is kind of a conversation that's opening up into so much, and it's just because I I just like having these kind of like in depth discussions with you and seeing where they go because I feel like we just talked about something with substance. Yes. How does that make you feel? Well, if anything, it makes me kind of care more, but also care less, and and that's a real problem I have. See, before see, this is such a fun podcast because. One second, we're talking about candles, and we don't even like candles. And we don't. We I mean, I say, do, hey, but I, I don't. How's care your about day? Right. Cool. Cool. And then we actually started talking about how are you your own person, and how do you make your opinions and decisions, and how are you living your life in a way that is meaningful. And honestly, that's something Isn't that, that cool. I'm... And we just did that in under an hour. We're amazing. We are amazing. And this is try to be like us, okay? Just try. This is why these people are our friends. Because we got to have these conversations. Yeah, this is also why this podcast is for us. Because it is. Because it really needs me to start um, valuing things that I should care about. Which is fun. Because now now we're pushing ourselves. Now we're helping make each other better. Which is is an underlying point of this podcast. Absolutely. If you're listening, we yeah. love that you're listening. We like do. It's just, it's good for us, right? So I think it, it's kind of funny in a lot of our episodes we've said, okay, I challenge you to do this or whatever. I think that this Lenten season, um, as part of as how I follow and celebrate Lent, is that, yeah, maybe I'll try to educate myself and take some time out of my day, not every day, you know, let's or make it manageable that I could form some other opinions about the world or things I care about or... How can I be more educated and start thinking about some other ways that I can do something with the passion and the topics that I care about, but yet I'm not going to sit on the side of the street about. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think there's a a well manageable way to direct your passion to affect your life, but also contribute to the world. It does not have to be overwhelming in a job. Impacting me and my small circle. Correct. And therefore, in a larger picture of the world, right? Like, I'm not right. Not going to go out on the street with a sign and impact the world today. But I can help myself first, help others, 
and then keep that going. And I think that's the small change that we need. People need to do some internal reflection. They need to affect the people around them in a positive way, not in a psycho way, and then see how that ripple effect. Yeah. What do you think you're going to do? How are you going to challenge yourself from this episode? Why do you do this to me? <laughs> because because I'm your friend and I care about you. That's why, uh, Emma. Um, it's not about climate change, but um, I'm really trying to not let myself feel like I'm left out of my phone. I have this really, what? like the kids call it FOMO, you know, the fear of being, of missing yeah. out. I have a hard time even just setting my phone down because I feel like there's something I'm going to miss or something I bad totally is going to happen. I understand what you mean. Yeah. So um, lately I've been trying to put it down for an hour. You know, I work every day, so it's really great that I have that huge chunk of time to cut out hours, mm -hmm. but I'm still on a computer. So the goal is after work to real and weekends to really have good chunk of time that I have no technology interrupting my thoughts that I can sit within me and let me just be because I am so overwhelmed. Are you actually going to do that? Or are you just saying you're going to no, do No, I, I have been doing it. It's just it's it's not been very successful because I catch myself going, oh, well, I'm just gonna listen to some music. Yeah, because your thoughts kind of my thoughts are like, oh, am I a suck? everywhere? And then all of a sudden you're Right. And then I'm like, I need to go back to therapy because <laughs> I'm like, I'm really out of my whack. Um, but I was thinking about that yesterday. I thought, when is her therapist coming back from maternity leave? I just got an email from her yesterday. Shout out. Thank goodness. I know. You um, know, um, you talked about. <laughs> Shout out. People. You know... <laughs> hey there. Hey there. You talked about, you mentioned FOMO. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not a word that comes up in my everyday conversation, mm. but my friend Megan did talk about FOMO yesterday. And I don't know if you know this, but my friend Megan is my dental hygienist. I hope you who are now, who I'm now friends with. Now I just call her Megan. You know, you see I know how she name. just slid that in there, guys? Just like <laughs> whip that right in the last part of this episode. Just it's a was big like win mm. for my week. Gotta gotta tell everybody in the podcast that I'm friends with my dental hygienist and just rub that in. Mm -hmm, okay. You wish. You know, I do She's wish. She's going to be so, like, gentle with my teeth. You know, <laughs> I love you so much. You're so funny. Um, I just want to say, I think that could be our, our next episode. We really should start talking about how we indulge ourselves in worldly assets um, and how it really has affected us and what are things that we were are interested in changing. I'm not saying that this is, you know, for the better. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, this could be an interesting way to, like, reroute. Oh I, yeah, I have so much more that I could talk about. Ugh, we should do it. We should be. That should be our okay, next. Okay, we'll do that. And then we'll talk about sobriety. And then we'll talk about something else. Yeah, because Lauren and I are actually about to hit a topic that we disagree on. And I'm quite interested in this topic about sobriety with her. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if we'll get a fight or anything. <laughs> I don't think that we'll I don't fight. think we'll fight. But, like, I definitely have some strong opinions about this particular topic um do you want to wrap this up girl 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 yes i do girl i i'm sorry i was just being weird guys remember if, <laughs> if you could like share subscribe but can you also give us a rate on apple Podcasts? that really helps lauren and i get discovered and then we can start reaching other people um and always remember that you can email us and please email us because these conversations can get really juicy when we have other input. Oh, yeah. It's just fun. Or let us know what you want to know. But thank you very much for listening. This has been another episode of The Oak View. And we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. See ya.
Thank you again for listening to The Oak View. You can follow Lauren and Emma on Instagram at The Oak View Podcast, O-A-K-V-I-E-W Podcast, or email us at theoakviewpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>